everybody, and welcome back to Opera Offstage. I'm Jesse, And I'm Michelle. And today we are talking all about gap years. Gap years? It's been so exciting because recently a lot of you guys have been in our DMs on Instagram and talking to us about topics you wanted us to cover. And that's actually where today's episode comes from. It comes from a friend of ours, Lauren, who proudly plays the sexiest instrument in the orchestra, the cello. Whoop, whoop. Um, and she had some questions about gap years, and we're very excited to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So please, we are like over the moon. We've actually been getting so many episode requests lately, and it it's we are so jazzed. So please feel free to DM us any of your suggestions on what you want to hear us talk about on the podcast, and we are happy to throw those somewhere in our queue. Oh, absolutely. And if there's anything from a previous episode that you're like, hey, you know, I think you could have talked about this or like, oh, this and that, like, feel free to pop into our DMs or get on the Discord and talk to us about it. We have a from the episode section in our Discord for it, too. But we'd love to hear from you guys. I feel like gap years have become a lot more normalized, but I think it's still a tricky thing to navigate with music where it feels like gap years are a little bit more frowned upon. Oh, I feel like gap years are super frowned upon. I feel like, at least in my personal experience, I feel like the sentiment that I've gotten from faculty and teachers is definitely like gap years are super dangerous, which is really funny because I actually think the opposite is true and that you can actually really benefit from gap years. And I think more people should take gap years than people do, but, you know, teach their own. So I'm really excited to kind of get into a little bit about what you guys sent in, about your personal thoughts about gap years, and then a little bit more about the pros and cons, some myths around yeah. gap years, and then definitely uh, some steps to have a great gap year. But before we get into that, we do have just uh, a few announcements. So Mother's Day is coming up, which means we are not going to have an opera watch party this upcoming weekend because we kind of figure everyone's going to be busy. So go celebrate your mom. Enjoy your time this weekend, whether or, whether or not you're celebrating Mother's Day. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, I can't really even think of any operas we would watch for Mother's Day. <laughs> Where Magic these- flute, queen of the night, mother of the year. <laughs> Mother of the Year. We could watch Cendrillon and have like the Bad Moms only. (laughs) Bad Moms for Mother's Day. Awesome. (laughs) We posted some questions on our Instagram story and you guys really came out to answer. We were so excited to see how many of you popped in to let us know how you feel about gap years. Which let me take a side note. Every time we throw a poll on Instagram, we're always shocked at how many of you guys answer and like DM us and have conversations with us. Like we love that. It's so much fun. Thank you so much for writing in and sharing your thoughts and being so candid with us. We we freaking love it. Oh, absolutely. So our first question was, have you ever taken a gap year? And 48% of you said yes and 52% said no, which just goes to show you how much more prevalent taking a gap year is now. Okay, but let me just say that this shocked me. I was shocked. I feel like this did not shock me. <laughs> I was so surprised. I feel like maybe I just like, I- I'm sure I know a lot more people who have taken a gap year and just like d- don't know that about them. But I feel like I only know like five or six people from both undergrad and grad that I like consciously am like, oh, yeah, they took a gap year. That's cool. So to have so many people write in, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. I had no idea. Michelle has never consciously decided to not charge headfirst into the next thing she thinks she's supposed to be doing. <laughs> uh, she's never actually heard the word rest. <laughs> so 
Why are you trying to expose me on my podcast, Jesse? <laughs> but Michelle and I actually, I neither of us took gap years between high school and college or college and grad school. Mm-mm. So so we are equally on the uh, no side of that one. But it is nice to see that like so many people have taken gap years. I think it's kind of a reassuring thing that there isn't an absolute right path. Yeah. And then we went further to ask people, did you take a gap year between high school and undergrad or between undergrad and grad school? I was trying to think for a second how to translate that for the Europeans, but you'll get it. You're fine. (laughs) So for high school to undergrad, we had 17 people who said they had taken a gap year. For undergrad to grad school, so between a bachelor's and a master's, we had 52 people. And we had only two people who took a gap year between both, which is kind of what I expected. I expected that there would be less people who had taken a gap year between high school and undergrad. I actually kind of thought there would be more who had done both. No, I'm not surprised. I feel like that's not super common. So I feel like that played out pretty much as I would have expected. Yeah, but definitely the most common was like undergrad to grad school. But that's still like over 70 people who have taken some type of a gap year between school, which I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then we asked you guys that if you did take a gap year... Did you think it was beneficial? And we did a little slider for this one. And most of you guys were kind of like in the 60 to 70% of like, yeah, I was definitely more beneficial than not. Yeah. Instagram gave us the majority of where the little slider fell. And I would say that it pretty much evened out around like we had not really beneficial, moderately beneficial, and definitely beneficial. And it kind of evened out around moderately beneficial. But I was definitely surprised at how many people gave like a definitely 100% it was beneficial. And, you know, sometimes you just got to take some time off. So I'm not really surprised that people were excited to get some time to just really live life outside of school, you know? Yeah. I think the next question that we asked kind of clarifies how people really feel about it. Because when we, we clarified that question further of like, do you think taking a gap year has more pros or cons? 91% said pros. Yeah. And I think I think it does. I don't think most of the people I know who took a gap year regret it. No, I don't think so either. I think, but I think even like outside of like the subjective side of things, I think like objectively having some time away from school is a really good thing and being able to just like get so much clarity and take a breather and save money. Like these are all things we're going to get into in a little bit, but I think objectively gap years can have a lot more pros than cons. Well, yeah. I don't think I really realized until I finished my master's and I did take a year off from music because I was just like, (laughs) I was going through a lot at the time. And so I was like, I'm just going to work and like get my head back on straight and then come back full force. But then we went straight into a pandemic, so that didn't work. But the actual reality of like taking time off and I was working as a bartender and it was a really good time. I mean, it was during that time that we started the podcast and everything and I... It really made me my own person in a way that I wish I had been able to capture when I was in school. I got a lot more comfortable with myself. Yeah. And it made me want to be a better musician. It made me want to go back to music with what I had now, as opposed to like a lot of the frustration and anxiety of like being kind of, you know, I loved my schools, but going straight through six years of schooling and constantly being surrounded with that stress and pressure and like the the feeling that you have to hit that next step immediately. It takes a toll on you. And music especially has a bad habit in its education system of like erasing the person. Yeah, well, the final question that we asked you guys on the stories was if you never actually took a gap year, had you ever wished that you had? And I was actually a little surprised by this. We had 60% say yes and 40% say no. 
And I actually think I thought that more people would have said that they had wished that they had taken a gap year. So I was surprised that it was like relatively 50-50. I imagine that it's partially because for the same reason I might put no on here. I imagine it's because of a, a lot of our audience is probably around our age, which means that taking a gap year would have put part of their education in the pandemic. True. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. So that might be a factor. Yeah. If, if Excluding the reality that is the pandemic. I do wish I had taken a gap year between undergrad and grad school. I'm not sure that the person I was when I finished undergrad could have handled that. Like, I part of me is glad that I went straight into grad school. But at the same time, like, looking at the person I am now, having taken time and just worked and lived my life, like, I, you know, there was a lot I gained from that. So. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I agree with you. I think that it would have been really detrimental for me to take a gap year between undergrad and grad because I think I sort of I needed grad school to affirm that like I wanted to do music yeah and that I like actually had a place in music and that music schools would even like want me yep you know so I feel like I really really needed that and like I super super enjoyed grad school but it's and it's interesting because I sometimes wonder like whether or not I want to go back for like a some sort of like artist diploma yeah something like that yeah I was like I don't think you want a DMA No, I used to think that I did, but I don't think so anymore, unless I need one for, like, teaching purposes, but that's, who knows, y'all. But, like, it is just so interesting because I think the things that we sometimes don't realize is, like, regardless of whether or not you take a gap year, (laughs) you are going to reach a point where you're no longer in school. And the way that you approach, you know, preparing for a gap year is kind of the same way that you need to approach for just graduating with your master's or graduating with your DMA or any sort of performance degree because they are going to have to prepare to no longer be in school and everything that comes with that. Yeah. I mean, that's just the reality. It's like most people aren't going to go straight from school into their career. And so I think having taken a gap year makes that a lot easier. Yeah. Because you've had time to manage trying to balance those things. Yeah. And I mean, even if you do the ideal one in a million track of just going straight into really you know great yaps still like not having the structure of school is a huge life change oh absolutely yeah one of the people we talked to about this said bottom line a gap year is a great litmus test to see okay do you actually want to practice (laughs) goodbye i did not ask to be perceived (laughs) that's so rude and correct I don't like it when people drop truth bombs like that on me. Like I was so unrealistically confident when I like finished school that I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to be practicing all the time. I didn't think about what it would feel like to not have like a dedicated space to practice or practicing where, you know, like people who did not sign up to hear you can hear you or, you know, practicing when you get off of a job that makes you tired. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. That's okay. That's why we... <laughs> You know, this podcast was a really, really, really roundabout way to just host a 30-day practice challenge. (laughs) But, you know, you do what you got to do to stay on track. To remind us of how confident we were coming off of that practice challenge and then we were all exhausted for the next month. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) But, you know, I think the gap years in general get a super bad rap. And I think that there's a lot of myths around them. I feel like, yeah, I would agree with you that the general stigma around them is becoming like way less 
big of a deal. Like they're way more casual. It's not like a you took a gap year. Oh no, why you? And just like I think people are becoming more understanding of just living a regular life. But I did want to get into yeah the myths around gap years. And I would say that like one of the number one things that I hear if somebody's going to give somebody a hard time about taking a gap year. It's because they have this idea that taking a gap year means that you don't take your career seriously. And and that's so untrue. It's so false. It's so false. It boggles my mind that somebody can like look at taking a gap year and come to that conclusion because there are so many valid reasons to take some time off from school that has absolutely nothing to do with like how you how seriously you take your career because the truth of the matter is, is that music school can be so extremely tough and draining. And if you're having recurring doubts about whether you're ready to continue straight into the next level of school, you probably need to rethink things. And that's okay. But like you need to know what you're signing yourself up for. And that doesn't mean that you don't take your career seriously, but like you just need to decide whether or not that's a good thing for you. And like, oh yeah, from finances to you know, getting rejection letters from a school you wanted to go to, to mental and physical health, to just like literally any life event, to burnout and career changes. Like pretty much every reason to take a gap year is totally valid and really like has nothing to do with that person's ambition. And so this myth that get taking a gap year means you don't take your career seriously just, it drives me crazy. Well, that and on top of that, though, The thing that bothers me about that, too, is that taking a gap year means that you probably take your career very seriously. Exactly. (laughs) Because the reality is, is like, unless you are in good mental shape, unless you are really ready to make the most of the time you have there, then it's not really worth it. Like, unless you're prepared, especially like going into grad school, you get two years with these people, which feels sounds like a long amount of time, but it goes by so quickly. So if you're not mentally in the shape to like take advantage of every opportunity yeah i would say taking that time and coming back when you're like mentally prepared because music school is a battering exactly so you take your career very seriously and another big myth that you hear a lot of the time with gap years is that you can't make up for lost time and this is such a dumb myth (laughs) like unless you're gonna take a 30-year break there's really nothing to worry about seriously like what's a year it's nothing. Literally nothing. There is no such thing as lost time, especially if you're still working on your music. Even if you take a whole year off, it's really not like you can't catch back up. It really, really, really isn't. And part of the reason I want to say that, too, is because if you think about a school year, grad school or undergrad, you as a musician spend a lot of time doing things that have nothing to do with being a better musician. Let's say, no offense to schools, it's a an ensemble requirement for someone who isn't interested in being a professional chorister. Or it's, you know, if you're doing a liberal arts degree, you might be taking a ton of classes that have nothing to do with music. I'm I'm so I'm so sorry. I have to I, <laughs> I have to stop you there, Jesse. And and ask, does that mean that me having to take a nature of mathematics course? <laughs> Ridiculous. Did, did, did At our not. school you had to take a math course. And there were tons of like normal math courses, but if you were not mathematically inclined or just were uninterested in taking one of the harder math classes, you could take a nature of mathematics, which is exactly as wonky as it sounds. I'm sorry. Are you telling me that me? Okay, let me just tell you two seconds about this class. Literally (laughs) half of our performing like arts kids were also in this class because 
like none of us are going to be taking like crazy math courses because why would you? Because then you would have like real legitimate homework to work on. And I just I felt I like took calculus. Well, OK, not all of us are literally crazy people like Jesse. Um, <laughs> not all of us are stupid and wasting their time in a harder math. But I just remember feeling like such a fifth grader, like walking through the mu- music building with my math textbook sitting on the floor doing my little math problems and being like how how have i arrived here (laughs) how is this something i need to do to get my music degree i don't understand i already know how to do math we don't need to be here but yeah the point of that is to say that when you are in school you will spend a ton of time doing things that are not going to make you a better musician and so if you are sitting there being afraid like oh all of my friends are doing these things trust me You are not losing time. You are not losing time on anybody. Yeah. I mean, if you are an undergrad or currently taking a gap year and haven't gone for like a master's degree, let me just tell you, I cannot stress enough how quickly those two years go by. Like I, I thought undergrad went by pretty quick in four years, but like a master's program, goodbye. You're in and out of there before you even know you got there. You do not have to worry about lost time if you take a year or two, or five off. You know what I mean? There's so many ways to be productive. So unless you're, like, not taking several decades off, like, that's just a different situation. Like, you're fine. There are so many things that you can do to be productive that you are not wasting time. For me, almost everyone I was in grad school with, like, in my year, had taken one to multiple years off in between coming to grad school. I was maybe one of, like, two people who had gone straight through. Oh, yeah. So... Trust me when I say in some programs, it's going to be odder that you didn't take a year off than it would be if you did. Yeah. And it's always very interesting. There was this one super, super talented singer who was technically, I think, a junior slash senior while I was there in undergrad, but was like grad school age. So he was like all of the grad students age, but it was undergrad. And it was just so interesting because he got so many better opportunities because he was just more vocally mature. And I mean, like, we could get into the weeds on, is that fair? You know what I mean? But like, when you're a conservatory, people are coming from all different sorts of paths and ages and walks of life. But I just think that like, taking a gap year and being a more developed musician will rarely be a bad thing. Yeah. You know? So that's true. We didn't even get into how vocal maturity can help you a lot. Yeah. Exactly. It's a really good time to really hone your skills. So, you know, if you're leaving undergrad and feel like you maybe still need more training and want to take some time off or want to get some more roles, like, go for it. That, that is, I think it's a good idea. It can be a good idea. And then another huge myth that also really bugs me is the myth that if you take a gap year that you probably won't end up going back to school or that taking a gap year is basically quitting. And This kind of ties back into the like, oh, well, people who take gap years aren't really that serious mindset. And it's just dumb. People have reasons for taking time away from academia. And if somebody tells you that taking a gap year means that you won't go back to school, that's their opinion and has more to do with them and their thoughts than it does with you or your future. It has absolutely no bearing. They cannot predict the future and tell you that when you're considering taking or taking a gap year. It's just stupid. Yeah, no. And and if you do decide that you're not going back to school, that you don't want to continue off in that education, then all the better. You just saved yourself a lot of time and stress and money. Like, that's the whole thing is like, if you don't go back, there's still benefits to that. And if you don't want to go back at the end of the gap year, then it was never going to be right for you in the first place. So really, really, like taking a gap year has so, so many benefits and these crazy myths that we make up 
in order to like push people through the academic pipeline they often end up hurting people and making it so they don't make the most of an education that like we've already explained can go by super fast yeah you know now that we've kind of talked about the myths let's actually get into like the nitty-gritty pros and cons of taking a gap year so first of all i i put this in air quotes because i i think it's a little silly to say it this way but taking time to get outside of academia and live in the real world now, I, I don't mean that, like, disingenuously or condescendingly. I just mean that, like, I actually ended up liking myself a lot better when I interacted with a lot of people who weren't musicians. <laughs> I think that when you get your feet under you and you just exist with other people without being in, like, the intense and, even if you don't recognize it, like, the intensely competitive air around being in a music school, sometimes when you go out and you walk around and you realize that people will just like you for you and you get used to working and see your value as a person outside of music you come back into music a lot stronger and healthier yeah like a music building is its own unique bubble its own truly unique ecosystem (laughs) if you will right i didn't even realize i was so stressed until i was not in it yeah the things that happen to you in music school regardless of what level you are in your schooling are things that i feel like genuinely only happen inside a music school and once you spend some time just like with some healthy boundaries outside of that like you realize that you know the world is a big place (laughs) And there are lots of people who are not musicians and there are lots of things that you can do with your time uh, in addition to or outside of music. Yeah, it lets you get out of that tunnel vision mindset of like, this is the only path for me and I'm going to die if I don't do it. Yeah, and I think that getting some outside perspective on what it is that you want to do is a huge pro because obviously like it's so easy to get lost in the funnel like we talked a couple episodes back in in the craziness that is academia and it allows you to narrow your scope because you know maybe you want to pursue arts admin or create your own opera company or run an opera podcast like you know what i'm saying (laughs) but taking some time outside of music school will kind of clarify that for you because you're right you do get crazy tunnel vision when you're just so focused and honestly kind of just like living semester to semester and having some time away is and having time to really explore other things that you're interested in is such a good good breather oh yeah and maybe you do realize that like you don't want to be a performer full-time and that's also good like i said it it really will give you some some perspective on what you actually want out of your music career when you take that step back and another huge point is that you learn to be self-sufficient and while there are some people who are self-sufficient in college there are a lot more who aren't and taking that time to learn how you're going to balance life and work as a musician is really good and healthy because it's hard. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) No, absolutely. It's a huge skill that you really, really have to learn and relearn over and over again. And it can be really tricky, like moving from having, you know, some people have scholarships and stipends and all of these things. It can be a whole different move. You know, some schools will subsidize the education of people in which case you might not have to work as much. So when you move out of that and you do have to fully sustain yourself, it's a transition. Yeah. I would also say that like one of the huge pros to me is having the chance to build your resume and create your own opportunities in the way that you want to create them. Because, I mean, when you're outside of school, you can get involved with local ensembles, you can sing in choirs, you can put on recitals. Because like the reality is, 
often when you're in school, you really only have time for the opportunities your school has chosen for the semester. Like you can only audition really for the operas that your school decided they're going to do or, you know, your choir conductor picks the pieces and the masterworks you're going to do. But outside of school, you have way more room to pick and choose what you want to be involved in. Oh, yeah. And also, like, you learn a lot by the things you miss when you take time off. Like, I didn't think I really liked choral singing, but it's one of the things I ended up missing the most during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I realized I would like to really get back into that. So you learn a lot, too, by the things you actually miss. Also, a lot of people need a gap year because they are absolutely burnt out. And rest is definitely the best cure for burnout. Music school just always has people going a million miles an hour and taking a break from an 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. class straight to rehearsal mode. It allows you to actually enjoy things. You mean (laughs) if you're not going from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. and then having to travel home means that you can actually like live life? Crazy. Well, yeah. And even when, you know, when you come back from a gap year, because you've done the whole self-sufficiency thing, you're going to be a lot better at using your time wisely than you would be (laughs) if you didn't. Oh, yeah. And then the other crazy thing that's so awesome about gap years is that you get to save that big cash bunny. I know from experience, it's incredibly difficult to work a high paying job in undergrad and grad school because music school itself is like two, three full-time jobs, you guys. You have all-day school, then you have all-night rehearsal. God knows your boss probably hates you because your schedule is just absolutely insane. But taking a gap year means that you can often really save your money and help create a reserve. And, you know, you can choose how you want to spend that, but having a reserve of money can be really helpful with, obviously, living costs, with school expenses if you are going back to school and then obviously to also help pay for auditions for lessons for yaps etc but just having some time off even if it's just like for a semester if you take a gap semester and put in more hours at work it's really really nice to sometimes have that little extra cash that you know you can rely on and that you can pull from when you have an expense coming up yeah so that's a lot of pros to gap years but There are also several cons that you should probably also be aware of. And I would say probably the biggest con is it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. It can be really hard to bring back that momentum that's naturally with you in music school. And I think that this really breaks down to your own kind of like self-discipline, how you are with motivation, and kind of like I would say even a little bit of your personality because... Anytime you fall out of rhythm, it's super hard to get back into the swing of things. And if you're the person who really, really struggles with motivation and determination, taking a gap year might turn out poorly. It just really depends. Like you really have to do that inner work to know whether or not you can handle taking off a year or more from school. But at the same time, if you really struggle with staying motivated to pursue music, then maybe music performance isn't for you, you know? And that's totally okay, but it's definitely something to to know about yourself. Yeah, I would say too, though, like, don't be too freaked out if you don't feel super motivated right off the bat. Because even if you are a super motivated person who knows, like, with absolute confidence that music is what you want to do, you will probably lose some momentum. And also a lot of people, when you suddenly have a lot of free time, a lot of people deal with depression and anxiety. I know that's a big thing for me when I have too much time to think about things. So, like, be very careful when you go into a gap year because it can be it, it can be too much free time if you don't come up with a solid plan. 
Definitely. That All that is to say that you will lose a little momentum naturally, but if you find yourself really happy without music, you might leave music and that's okay. We have a whole episode for that too. Yeah, I feel like this episode is like the the third part of the trinity of like gap years. So you're thinking about leaving music and then amateur musicians. So if, if any of this that we're talking about today and you haven't listened to our other episodes like go check those out because i think they will also be very interesting to you yeah but all that is to say is like if you start to lose momentum in general don't freak out (laughs) but it is it can be tricky to really push yourself to get back in and one of the big things that's hard about getting back in is like once you've been outside of academia like the busy work and nonsense that you have to do to fulfill requirements that don't matter becomes like a hundred times more tedious (laughs) Oh, it sucks. It's the worst. And also, you are now pissed off because you realize that your school's administration does suck more than most. They all do. I've <laughs> never met I, I've never met a music department that 100% has its its stuff together. Oh, yeah. No, there's not. I even notice now outside, of, like, being out of school, like, writing in my IPA translations or any sort of, like, stuff like that is just excruciating. And I used to like, it used to not be a big deal. But now for some reason, it's like the worst thing I ever have to do. (laughs) I'm like, why? The busy work just sucks when you're out of school. Sitting on the floor of the music building with your oily pasta, writing your IP. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. It was so much better back then. (laughs) But also to keep in mind is like, if you have several years off and have a significant gap in your resume, you don't have to freak out. But you do need to be prepared because people may question you about it. Yeah. It just kind of comes with the territory. Especially if, like, you know, you had some big life event and you just kind of, you know, drop music for a while and then come back to it. Just know that people might have some questions. Yeah. I mean, just be prepared for people to ask you things. And uh, unfortunately, if you are a singer and taking a break, there are age limits on some yaps. It's unfortunate The chances that you're going to take enough time off for that to be a problem are pretty low. So I wouldn't be super worried about it. But, you know, it's a thing that exists, unfortunately. And then, like, finally, there can be an age gap between you and other students. In undergrad, we had an adult student with us, which is a bit of a funny way to say that because we were all technically adults at the time. (laughs) But obviously there's a difference between a bunch of 18-year-olds and, like, someone who was a grandmother. But it can be, like, a little bit awkward to adjust if, like, there are a couple years in between you and the students. Like, even now, sometimes when I talk to kids who are still in college, I'm like, ah, the youths. (laughs) The children. Um, (laughs) The children. I do. I still call the kids, like, we, like, the last of the people we knew at Pepperdine are graduating. And I was like, my babies. I guess they graduated last year. But... It's only really going to be as awkward as you make it. But it can be, it can be a little tricky to not have a bunch of people your own age around you. You know, and people who are going to have different priorities than you do. Yeah, but I mean, the advantage to being a little older and wiser is that you're going to, you know, have a lot easier of a time balancing practice and work than somebody fresh out of undergrad. And like I said, with the example of, you know, vocal maturity, sometimes it does play into your favor. And like we said, we're talking about people taking, you know, maybe less than a five year gap. If you're coming at back to music after decades off, that's a different situation. Or coming to music later in life, that's a different situation. Honestly, we'll probably do an episode on that as well. But, you know, 
if you're a couple years older than other people, it doesn't matter. Unless you're a base, and then you can show up whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, watch a, a base rolling in at the ripe age of 45, being like, my time has come. <laughs> I am ready. Yeah, bases could literally show up and be 80, and it's like, yeah, you're the lead. Yep. Have fun. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. Thank you for arriving. <laughs> Thank you. You're the only one in the tri-state area. Yeah. So that kind of wraps up our pros and cons. As you can see, like, they're really... It can go either way, and it really has to do with knowing yourself and knowing how well you will personally handle it, which is just why Michelle and I said, like, even though we see a lot of the benefits and everything, we're not sure the people we were out of undergrad could have handled it. And that's okay, too. Now, specifically talking about the pandemic, though, should you take a gap year in the pandemic? I would say 90% of the time, yes. (laughs) And here's why. If you are if you are in the middle or if you're like close to finishing your degree, then yeah, it might be worth it to just stick it out. But if you're about to start a music degree and your school is still not back in person, I would say holding off is going to be the better plan. We have come so far with our online performances and online lessons and everything. But the reality is, is like I said, school goes by so quickly. And I think you really deserve to make the most of that in person. So I think if you are questioning whether or not you should start a degree in the pandemic, no. If you're close to finishing one, then yeah, it might be good to just go ahead and finish strong. Well, even aside from, you know, the huge leap forward that we've taken in, you know, virtual performances and being able to do things from the comfort of your own home, I just cannot, I I have such a hard time rationalizing paying for music school and doing it online. That to me, I mean, like COVID has hurt and shaken so many of our financial situations that it's like if you can work man oh man that might be the better plan rather than going into especially like a master's program like unless you're going on a full ride like even if you're going on a full ride it's so expensive yeah to basically not have the experience that you would be otherwise paying for like i don't know man that's really really tough for me to rationalize listen there's a lot of things that i'll say we should keep doing in in quarantine but music school isn't necessarily one of them for me nah wait until like you can actually do things in person and not be terrified to do them in person so say that we have now convinced you and you're like (laughs) you're right i do want to take a gap year but what what do i do with my gap year how do i make my gap year not terribly depressing well i'm so glad that you asked (laughs) because (laughs) we have a step-by-step way Number one, step one, in order to have an awesome gap year, and we keep saying gap year, gap year is just us saying time off from school. It's not really a year. It could be as long as it is that you're planning on taking off. A step to having an awesome gap year is clarifying your reason for wanting to take a gap year in the first place. Because, you know, sometimes the answer is super clear. Sometimes it's as simple as, you know, like, I didn't get into the school I wanted, and now I guess I need to reapply next year or maybe it's you know school costs so much money and I just can't do that right now totally fine great that's a clear answer but sometimes the answer is very unclear as in I'm burnt out I don't know if I want to follow this career path or do something else in the arts or do something else entirely or I just don't really know what I want from life right now at the ripe age of what finish your undergrad degree at like 21 (laughs) like that's totally fine. I have simply not figured out life by 21. I have failed. I have failed. But really clarifying your reason for wanting to take a gap year, because when you kind of have our 
or are in this gray area and you know you need to take a break but can't pinpoint the why, it's so important to take time to reflect, whether that's, you know, seeing your therapist, talking to your mentors, your family, your friends, like really trying to figure out that why will help you find clarity, which will help you feel more confident in your choice and will also help you be better prepared for step two. Yeah. And so step two is actually starting to brainstorm what your goals are for the next year. Because when you take time off school, you're going to really quickly come to realize that the only thing keeping you on track is you. It's easy to have goals and deadlines and stuff because school makes you have them. Like, you know you have to learn that aria by X day. You know that you've got to, you know, do all of your translations before your teacher sees that you haven't. (laughs) Um, Oops. But... When you're on your own, there's nobody checking up on you. There's no real consequence for not doing some of those things other than not accomplishing your goals. So when you're outside of school, you need to be super on top of like naming what those goals are and writing them down and checking in on them. And you really can't rely on the pressure and accountability that like will naturally come with being in school. Oh, yeah. Some of the questions you really need to reflect on and brainstorm are like, How often can you reasonably afford to take lessons and coachings if you're outside of school? What progress do you want to make with your instrument? What pieces or composers or genres, yada, yada, do you want to explore? And like, what auditions, competitions and opportunities do you want to prepare for? A lot of these things are kind of answered for us in school. And when you're no longer in school, you have to come up with those answers for yourself. You need to come up with those questions to ask yourself yourself and so really taking time to brainstorm your goals is huge and then obviously once you brainstorm and figure out kind of like okay what am I going to do step three is coming up with a solid game plan to realize your goals because one of the biggest things that you need to prepare for whether you're taking time off from school or honestly once you finish school entirely is preparing for a sudden change in routine because you When you're in school, you don't really think, like, what is my weekly or monthly schedule going to look like without assignments to keep me on a timeline? Like, what will it look like when I maybe don't have a dedicated practice or performance space? Like, what will I do when my schedule isn't laid out for me? And finding an accountability buddy can be a great way to, you know, keep you on track. But you really, really need to come up with a game plan with actionable steps on, like, if these are the goals I want to accomplish, how do I fit it onto a calendar? What is my week going to look like? What is my day going to look like? How do I account for time when I just don't want to practice and want to live life and do something else? Awesome. Like, you just need to have that in mind. Yeah. And and that, too, is like, as a person with ADHD, giving myself structure was so, so important. Because like I said, without that structure, I do tend to just overthink everything. And I I, I end up in a pit, basically. So making sure that you have some kind of plan, some kind of outline... To make sure that you don't just wake up months from now and you haven't done anything. It's going to save you a lot of stress. Another huge part of this, though, is making a budget and sticking to it. Now, we talked about this earlier, but it is really hard to work a well-paying job and save while you are in school. Because, obviously, school, you know, you try to take precedence of school over work. So now is a really good time to budget and to maybe, like be a little thrifty so you can set aside money so that when you are back in school, you have that safety fund, you have that like fallback fund for when you don't have time to work as much. And and also this will make things a lot less stressful as you navigate like work and lessons. 
because it's easy to think that, of course, like, oh, it's going to cost me X amount. It, when you write out all of your expenses, like say that you need IPA source because you don't have access to it through a school anymore, or, you know, you, you have lessons, but you also want to get a coaching every once in a while. Really write out everything and it will save you so much time and trouble and from looking in your bacon account and being, being like, what happened? <laughs> but step four and the final step of this is counterintuitive to everything we just told you. Don't over plan yourself either. Make sure that you actually have flexibility and downtime in this space. It's easy to feel like you have to schedule every second, but this is also a time for rest and rediscovery. And you should really make sure that some of that downtime is truly downtime. When I took that that time off, I actually took like a couple months off at the beginning of just not doing anything musically unless I truly felt like it. And that was really good for me. It sounds like a ton of time, but I, I desperately needed that because there was so much going on in my life. And I didn't end up creating like a resentful attitude towards practice because I think I took that space to let myself deal with some stuff that was happening in my own life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that you can both be super proactive and be keeping yourself within a really, really great structure, but also like have time to just live life and like account for that. Maybe you take a week or two off because you're going to go visit family or you want to prioritize something else or like you just don't want to practice because you're going to go try taking a new dance class or like something completely unrelated to the arts. Like that is all good and well and wholly part of being just a human being so don't deprive yourself of that time because i can tell you once you're back in school and then once you're back trying to hustle into getting a career it's really really hard to have that total time off oh enjoy your holidays too <laughs> yes oh imagine we don't get holidays what are holidays i don't know them imagine spending the holidays with your family imagine we also asked you guys, and you truly delivered uh, on the best tips and tricks for having a great gap year. So here are just a couple of the suggestions from all of those people who answered our survey at the beginning and what they did to make their gap year even better. So number one was dedicate yourself to your goals, which, yeah, like definitely spend that time really working towards your goals and understanding like what your goals really are. Yeah, definitely. And if you haven't listen to our uh, first episode of 2021 we talk all about great strategies for making reasonable goals and making actionable steps to reach your reasonable goals so go check out that episode if you're like oh i don't really know how to do this totally fine another person wrote out hang out with inspiring and non-toxic people mentors if possible and enjoy your freedom Yes, 100%. Oh, cut out the toxic people so fast. Yeah, say goodbye. Another person said, sleep. Remind yourself of why you love what you study and engage with it on your own terms. Talk about mental health with your doctor. Stress will intensify depression, etc. Yeah, a thousand percent on the sleep thing. <laughs> like getting getting your sleep schedule under control. Listen, as a person who has stayed up for longer than any human being should, Oh, yeah. Having a good sleep schedule makes all the difference in your mental and physical health. I beg of you, start sleeping like a normal person. You're not cool because you didn't sleep for two nights in a row. You're just hallucinating. Totally. Yeah. Another person said, work at discovering yourself and your relationship with your art without pressure. And this is so true. I mean, we've talked so many times about how academia and, you know, what we call the the perception of an ideal opera singer or an ideal instrumentalist, like what that can do to your well-being. But like just enjoying your craft without the pressure of having to be the next 
star at the Met or the next first chair in the most prestigious orchestra. Like, just enjoy it. Just make music. Yeah. Just do your thing without the pressure. I'm going to read these next three together because they're all very similar. I'm going to read the two previous ones and the one that comes after it. Okay. Which is spend a lot of time alone making money and figuring out what you like and dislike. Find a teacher because just because you aren't in a program doesn't mean you can't improve. And keep taking voice lessons and coachings and save money. Which, yeah, like save your money, make your money, and keep taking lessons and working towards your goals. Like that's the whole thing is like when you are doing it on your own, unlike in school, you can really focus on the things you want to focus on. Yeah, and I think that another person who wrote in was just totally on it. And they said, save money, get as much experience as you can in your fields. As a singer, I took hundreds of lessons and coachings. I worked backstage in the costume shop and as a stage manager, did a lot of church music. Anything to give me more experience in the music world, it helped me narrow my path too. And I think that's awesome. I don't think that you'd be able to be like a vocal performance major and be able to do costume and be a stage manager and be doing like a full-time church gig if you were in school. Yeah. So the awesome thing about being outside of school is being able to do a little bit of everything and figuring out like, oh, is that what I want to do? Maybe I want to do this. And just having that time to explore and narrow your path. And we had another one that said, let yourself rest and fall in love with music making again without the pressures of school. And I think like... uh We've already said it, but that's just so important for you to take time and, like, remember that you love music. And remember that it's about music. It's not about you or them or anybody. But it can be hard, (laughs) which is why the next person suggested therapy, which I wholeheartedly recommend. Even if you're a person who doesn't think you need therapy, you don't think you're depressed or you have an anxiety disorder or anything that's necessarily diagnosable, therapy is just a good place to go. It is a place where you can sit down and talk with somebody who has no vested interest in your life. So if you tell them that, like, you're miserable, they don't get sad. (laughs) It takes a lot of the pressure off. And it is a great way to start to understand what you want. Because a person who has no vested interest in your life isn't going to pressure you to choose something you don't want. So it is a great place to have a sounding board without consequence. Yeah. Somebody else said, live somewhere you want to live. And hone another craft skill or take on a new profession. Y'all already know. Live somewhere you want to live is so real. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Totally. But, like, I also feel like sometimes that's a little, like, not everybody's situation. So even if you, like, go back and, like, live at home for the sake of saving money, like, awesome. Like, you just got to do what you got to do. But you also already know that I'm, like, the freaking queen of like do something else besides music please i beg of you i think everybody thank you everybody touch grass (laughs) touch grass just i want to see you guys rolling down grass hills okay (laughs) i gotta see it i need to see you soaking up the sunshine but like i think that having another craft or skill or like a side hustle is it's just so important it's great for character building it's great for just like being a human and having other interests outside of music and it's just something that will help serve you and like skills are always transferable oh yeah and these next two also kind of go together one person says travel abroad breathe have fun and the other person says save money explore and really 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 do whatever the hell you want and both of those people are right but we do also understand that like it's not within everyone's ability to go abroad like for some people that's goodbye to all the money you were gonna save so you know Whatever you're capable of, but if you are capable of taking some time to travel for yourself, even if it's maybe just a road trip, it can be really nice. Road trips are awesome if you have the right group of friends. So definitely do take time to do the things you might not have time for when you're in school. 
whatever those things may be. Yeah. And another thing I would really, really like to hit home on, somebody said, allow yourself to make new friends and find a community. I would say probably one of the scariest things about leaving school, whether it's for a gap year or you're just done with school, is like everybody is on their own path and it can be really lonely, especially like in grad school because everybody lives all over the place and you all eventually leave and go on and do your own thing. And finding community and not being afraid to engage with community is really, really key because like it takes a tribe to <laughs> to, to create a musician, right? Yeah. And it's one of the harder things because even though you don't I didn't go to grad school with anybody I knew, but it can be awkward coming out of undergrad into grad school to be like one of the only people not going to grad school. And so it's really important that you find friends who you can talk about with things that aren't music school related. Because your music school friends will probably keep talking about music school because that's where their life is right now. So it's super important to find like a wide variety of friends who, who do not talk about music. Yeah. And if you need a friend, we're here. Our DMs are always open. Slide into our DMs. We love to be cheerleaders for you guys. And then the last point that I'll read that somebody wrote in was um, pinpoint what is disrupting your life and educational process and then do your best to improve it before you return to school. And that's huge. If there's something that you're really struggling with, I mean, take a year, take a semester, because like you said earlier, Jesse, like if you're not in the right headspace for music school, it's going to be really tough. Yeah. And for my last one, I'm just going to read this one, which is don't spend the entire time trying to plan what you'll do next year. Let it be a true pause. Like the whole point of a gap year is that it is a bit of a break to help you pinpoint those things or save money or explore or fall back in love with music or find yourself. Like it can be any and all of those things, but you do need to take a pause to do so. I think that's very wise. So thank you guys. You you sent in so much amazing advice for the people in our audience who are considering whether or not a gap year is right for them. We hope this episode helped you out. And if you're thinking about a gap year or if you're wondering what you should do with your gap year, I hope this episode really helped you explore some of that. As we've mentioned, you are always free to slide into our DMs and talk with us about it or hop on the Discord and ask the people in there about it. We're always happy to talk with you guys. Absolutely. I mean, one of our big missions at opera off stage is to really just build community and we're we are always so grateful how you guys always show up and always have such great things to say about whatever topic it is we decide to cover and so if you have additional questions i would say definitely lean into that community we're so lucky to have so many amazing musicians and and people in all walks of life and experience in our little communities so it's a great place to connect and ask questions i can 100 percent guarantee you that you're not alone if you're you know considering a gap year or are in the middle of a gap year and, are, and have questions like please please engage yeah so whether or not a gap year is right for you and whether or not you take a year off just remember that there is no right or wrong path there is only the right or wrong path for you absolutely and if this helped you out if you would go on apple podcasts and just write us a little review we'd love to see them we'd love to read them on the podcast and it means the world to us you can also subscribe to our newsletter to get new and fun updates on what events are coming up and what we're what's going on over here at opera offstage um and you can also keep up to date with us by following us at opera offstage on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And you can always join the Discord, too, and come and chat with us. Yeehaw. So thank you, guys, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.